Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Queer Family Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I have two very, very lovely individuals joining me to help me introduce this particular interview today. They are none other than my fabulous, amazing, lovely interns that are saving my life, literally. Dave, they're the real Helen and Beulah, y'all. I have the real Helen and Beulah here. They are Nicole. <laughs> And Addie, and they are here to help me introduce this here lol episode. Hi, Nicole and Addie. Hey, Jamie. Oh my God. Y'all at home do not know. These two are saving my life. I don't know what I did without you. I know what I did. I yelled at Helen and Beulah. That's what I did. That's what I did. (laughs) (laughs) But now, and I don't have to yell at all because these two do things before I even think of it. I can't even with the two. I love you both so much. So much. Love you too. So the reason I wanted them to come and do this particular intro with me is because we have been working very hard on some big, big changes that are coming up for the Queer Family Podcast. Are you all ready for this? Are you ready for this? We are going extremely hard. That sounds wrong. That sounds so (laughs) wrong for Pride Month. Pride Month is June in New York City So and, and many places. So we're the entire month of Pride, we are doubling the episodes. So instead of one episode per week, y'all, you're going to get two per week, all Pride long. We have 11 episodes coming at you in <laughs> June, and they're bomb, and they're so freaking exciting. And here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Not only are we going hard yeah. for June. I just have to keep saying that. You have to keep saying that. <laughs> Not only are we going hard for Pride, we are also And this is another huge thing we've been working on. We are adding video to every single episode. So that means Mm -hmm. everything you hear in your ears, the audio podcast episode that you're used to listening to also will now exist, the edited form in video form. So you can watch the podcast instead of just listening. If you prefer that, we've been building out the YouTube channel, Addie and Nicole have been working very hard. We're making it very pretty for for y'all. So if you haven't, followed us on YouTube yet, get your butts over to YouTube at the Queer Family Podcast and and join us, subscribe to us. There's some videos up there already. And this here episode is in video right here, right now. So excited. It's amazing. All right, Nicole and Addie, we have to tell them who our guests are for the Pride Family Extravaganza. That's I need a voiceover that does that. Maybe like a little drum roll or something (laughs) leading up to the Queer Family Pride. Family, yes. ex- what is it? What am I even calling it? The queer family pride extravaganza. All right. First off, wait, I have to tell, I have to tell them this. Our very first episode to kick it off right before pride starts, which is two weeks from now, is Dana mm-hmm. Rudolph, aka Mombian, aka the baddest, most badass lesbian blogger in the history of lesbian bloggers and her wife, Helen, come in and talk to us. And then Stacey Stevenson that Thursday, because there's two per week, y'all. Stacey Stevenson, the CEO of Family Equality, what? Comes and talks about her. I can't even, I don't even know like how this is all happening. Nicole, who else is joining us this Pride? 
I'm so excited that we have our next interview coming up with Jose Roland, NYC Gay oh Dad. God. I have been following him on Instagram for so He's long. He's my new and best just friend. Amazing. He's my new best. I know. And I was starstruck. Oh my god, me too. To like He's gorgeous. See him during the recording, and you met him last mm-hmm. night. Yeah, because I went to In the person. Family Quality Gala, and he was there, and we danced on the dance floor. Like we cut so it up. Fun. It was fun. Who else? Who else? So fun. Oh my God. We also have Whitney and Megan Bacon Evans, what Wagen did next. I was fangirling about them coming on. And so was they are they're they're based in the UK. They're this lesbian couple that just like document their lives and they're gorgeous. And you know what I love when we interview folks who are gorgeous on the outside and then they're gorgeous on the inside too. That makes me very happy. They're beautiful people. They're just beautiful people. They're so sweet. Who else? Who else? So many people. Yes. We also have Claire Wassernan um, from Ladies Get Paid. Mm-hmm. And I met her in one of her amazing like job seeker support groups. And she was just amazing to like speak about her own fertility journey that she's on with her wife right now. Yeah. She's trying to get pregnant right now. And then uh, Addie, yeah. do you know who any of these people are, Addie? <laughs> Not a clue, but I'm sure they're going to be great. <laughs> I didn't know who all of them were either. I'm just going to let you know. And I'm sure there are listeners out there who are like, I don't know who this is and I don't care. But guess what? They're bomb. And these episodes are so good. Okay, Addie, go ahead. So then we have Eric Von Trainer from Mr. Von Trainer. Dude, y'all, I'm very excited for this. Eric and his husband have gone through something really. They they Mm -hmm. just had twins and one of the twins wasn't doing well. And so, oof, this is, uh, y'all, this is Ah, I'm excited. Who else do we have? Who do we else? So then we have Brett and Steven from Broadway Husbands. I danced with them oh. on the dance floor last night too, y'all. And they are like way too much fun. They're way too much fun. Yes. And they have a little boy and he's adorable. Oh my God. Who else? Who else? And then Eric and Adam McEwen from McHusbands. The McHusbands. Oh, they're they were so sweet. sweet. They're so cute. They so and sweet. they also have like, I'm all of these, we have surrogacy journeys. We have... Do we have any at-home mm-hmm. inseminations? We have couples who are trying to conceive. Like we have, we're covering all the bases. We're doing our best. We're trying. Who oh, else yeah. do we have? We have Brian and Alec Maslin at Meet the Maslins, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited to hear their story and share that all They're with you all. They're getting started. They're getting started. Um, and I think oh, and Britt and Sydney Sharon, the Sharon moms. They're they're coming in, and they um. They have so many babies. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I'm so excited. Anyway, it's going to be bomb. It's going to be great. Make sure you're tuning in for Pride. We have double the episodes. I don't know what's wrong with us. We just keep adding work, but it's fun. It's super fun. We have one more guest. Oh we have Katie Mason, too. Oh, my God. Katie Mason, a surrogate. Yes. A surrogate to two gay dads and the sweetest, bombest person. Y'all, tune in. That's all I have to say. And we have to introduce... The interview that's coming in, because this one is also really great. It's Blue Nile. Now, Blue Nile is the spouse of somebody we've interviewed in the past, Miss Brandy J. Andrews. And if y'all don't remember Brandy's story, she and her gay best friend decided to have a baby (laughs) together, and then they were co-parenting. And now, Brandy has partnered up with Blue, and Blue is bonus mom to their little boy. And Blue came in and gave some... A really like honest and candid interview just about what it's like to be bonus mom and what it's like to co-parent. And Blue, once again, beautiful on the outside, beautiful on the inside. I absolutely yeah. adore Blue. Do you have anything to add? 
I loved how Blue was talking about like how difficult it is when you have a family to take that time out for yourself. And I know like I'm not a parent yet, but I know Jamie, I'm sure that you relate to this. It's like there's not a pause. No, there's no there's no time. Yeah. There's no time. I was an hour late to this gala that I was invited to last night because children. <laughs> and that's all you ever have to say. If anybody asks and you're a parent, why are, what happened? Children. That's what happened. That's literally what happened. <laughs> children happened. Like, I don't have to give you any more explanation than that. One day when my daughter was in like kindergarten or pre-K, I was late and you had to like sign a book. Why is she late? And I wrote, she's four. And that's it. <laughs> why is she like that's all you children? Need. That's why children. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's hard. Parenting is hard. Co-parenting is a whole another can of worms. I hope you really enjoy this episode with Blue. I hope you tune in for Pride because it's going to be lit. I'm trying to talk like my young interns, and it doesn't work because I'm not. Everybody knows I'm not young. <laughs> It's gonna be lit. It's gonna be bomb, y'all. Do you? You don't, you don't even talk like that. Do you? I don't even talk like that. <laughs> no. no. Do you, Abby? No. <laughs> but I want to because I think those words sound cool and I enjoy them. So listen to this bomb episode <laughs> with Blue Nile and it's lit. <laughs> and tune in next week and go watch the video because it's bomb. <gasps> Ooh, and Patreoners didn't even tell you. Mm-hmm. I didn't even tell you, Patreoners. You get the video interview a day early. This time, you've always gotten the video interview a day early on Patreon. However, it was an unedited raw video. This time it's going to be actually edited and beautifully done. It's not going to be super long because a lot of those unedited videos were super long because things get cut. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't need to keep every single part of the interview. This is the edited video and it's beautiful and it's beautifully done and it's got like a logo on it. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. And if you're not If you haven't joined us on Patreon, you're going to go to patreon.com, the Queer Family Podcast, and join. There's various tiers. They start at two bucks a month. You can pay for the entire year up front now as well, you know, and you get perks. You get bonus content, right? And you also should head to our merch store, TeePublic, the Queer Family Podcast. You can find it on our website, website at thequeerfamilypodcast.com. You can also find it in our Instagram link in bio. And we have all kinds of fun merchandise there. Get get yourselves ready for Pride because it's happening. It's coming, y'all. Get that merchandise. Yeah. And make sure you're following us on all the socials. We have Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube, y'all, at the Queer Family Podcast. There's so many ways to keep in touch. Please keep in touch because we love y'all. Jamie, I have to ask, do we get to call Helen and Beulah to roll the Obviously, tape? Obviously, yes. Yes, because they're still here. They won't get, they hate their jobs. They hate their jobs, but they won't give up this rolling the tape job. It's never, they just literally like sit on my bed and smoke their cigarettes <laughs> and say, is it time to roll the tape? I'm like, we're not even recording an episode, Helen and Beulah. Yes, you need to tell them to roll that tape. And for all of you at home who are just tuning in, they're fake assistants. They don't exist because for the longest time, I had no help. <laughs> for a while, I thought that they were real assistants. <laughs> it took me oh, too. <laughs> I know. And my mom was like, you have to tell people that they are fake. It sounds like you're being so mean to older <laughs> women. I'm like, mom, it's a joke. Okay. To Addie and Nicole, please tell our fake assistants, Helen and Beulah, what they need to do. And maybe they'll listen to you better than they listen to me. They hate me. They really hate me. You ready, Addie? Should we try to tag team it? 
Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Helen. Yola. Yola. Let's roll the tape. <laughs> then roll the tape. <laughs> roll the tape. Roll it. Roll it. Oh my God. This is going to be so fun, y'all. Queer Family Podcast. Hi, Blue. Hey, what's up? What's up? It's so good to have <laughs> you here. We were just talking about the fact that this is the beauty of technology. You are in California. I am in New York. Yet here we are yes. speaking together in several My old rooms. home. Mm. You're you're in my old home. Look at that. Oh, look at that. We switched. <laughs> we sure did. I'm from San Francisco, though. You're in Southern. I am in LA. Yeah, Los where, Angeles County, Pasadena. Yeah. Where are you from originally? Born in Boston. And then I moved to New York and I lived all over Brooklyn. Uh-huh. Um, I was in Brownsville, Brooklyn, the A-Train and uh-huh. um, Woodside, Queens. I moved all over. I lived in Woodside for a little bit, but it's so wonderful to have you here. I'm excited ditto, ditto. To, to hear your story. So for those of you who don't know at home, Blue mm. is Brandy, who's been on the show a couple times, Brandy's wife. Yes, I am. I, you know what? I'm not going to say it. You're going to say it. I'm going to You have your 30-second <laughs> elevator pitch to tell us who you are and what you're going to be mm. talking about with us here on the Queer Family Podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to pull up my... my um, my little timer, but don't worry, I will never cut you off. It's just for fun. <laughs> okay. But I do put it up okay. in front of your face just to make you nervous. So are you ready? I love it. I love it. Yes, okay. I love it. On your mark. <laughs> Get set. Go. Well, I am Blue Nile, Nicole Yanakopoulos. I am a artist, author, Reiki master, healer. I help people who are ready for transformation heal and deal with their life. I'm an author of a book called Trauma Thriver. I'm a professional recording artist and actor for 20 plus years. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a, I'm a healer. I'm a human. <laughs> you know, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm a breath work teacher. It just goes on and on. I'm a Renaissance artist. And number one, I'm a multidimensional human and a channel for spirit. And I do spirits work. You know, I'm here just to live my best life, heal my life and help other people by sharing my story on how I healed my life and help them heal and deal. Whoo! Okay. Whoa. That was you. Just packed a put. You can tell that you're a musician and you and you and <laughs> right? you do spoken word because you just like, like you just flow. I got you. I'm a, I'm gonna go turn into a diamond. <laughs> you, you packed a punch. You packed a lot in there. Okay. So Reiki healer. You're a healer. I feel like I need you in my life. I need some healing. I need some healing energy. Yes. Um, we all do, girl. Yes. But what's we your do. pronouns? Want to make sure. I'm she her. How about yours? Beautiful. She her as well. Okay, good to know. Good to know. I'm glad yes. you got that out of the way. Um, well, yeah. all right. So let's let's get into this because I've known about you for a little while because I first spoke to Brandy way back in the day um mm-hmm. when Brandy and Lawrence were like still living together and co-parenting mm-hmm. and you had mm-hmm. just entered the picture. And so the first yeah. time I started hearing about you, Blue, was um, <laughs> you were the new relationship in the picture. And Brandy was like, oh, no, mm-hmm. she's not moving in right away. Oh, no, no, no. We're taking this slow. <laughs> and yes. that was a while ago. And now you moved in and you're married. So let's talk about let's talk about y'all's relationship and how it evolved. And mm-hmm. um, and then we'll get to where you are now as as bonus mom. Yeah. So shout out to shout out to a beautiful Brandy Andrews. Yeah. Copolis now. Um, uh, oh, she took your last name. We hyphenated. So Brandy Andrews, Yanakopoulos. I'm Nicole Yanakopoulos Andrews. Oh, wow. um, So we both have both, we have our own name in um, each other's. I love that. I love that. Me and my wife yeah. didn't do that, but our kids are hyphenated. And then we always talk about, you know how, you know, in the lesbian community, a lot of times you'll take, they take the two last names and then they blend it into one. 
Like my yeah, friends yeah. Are, the, are the Franzitos and we're the Kelwoods. Straight people do that too. They, yeah. I do, but they, but a lot of times the straight people take the husband's name. They, they <laughs> keep up that heteronormative thing, well, but we don't do that as much. Yeah. Yeah. One of my best friends who's hetero straight, they did that with their, for their daughter and it's beautiful. They took their last names and made it into one. Yeah. Created a whole new line. Yeah. Yes. Because we're the Kelton Woods and our kids are Kelton Woods, but. We talk, people call us the Kelwoods all the time. And I talk about like, oh, wow. hmm, maybe we should just all embrace Kelwoods and like I love make that. a new last name. You know what I mean? So I like yeah. that. I like what you did too, though. You hyphenated, but you're, you're, yeah. you're reversed. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, three and, three and a half years ago when we began, I remember that because I remember her doing it, the interview with you. I was there <laughs> and I remember it was the beginning. Hartley was only one years old. He's yeah. four now. I know. Um, And we have come lifetimes. It was a very slow grow, but COVID happened. So right. when we re-met, matched on Bumble, shout out to the dating apps, but <laughs> we know, knew each other for 10 years. You know, I, I was performing in West Hollywood at Pride's, LA Pride, Long Beach Pride, and she would literally be dancing with me on the stage. Oh, wow. And she said she tried to talk to me for many years, but I'm sober now. And I'm before, like, I used to drink a lot and smoke a lot of weed. So I don't remember her trying to talk to me, quite honestly. <laughs> Uh, but I was also always in relationships and I am really loyal and tunnel vision um, when I am in a relationship. Same. So when we matched and we started, I honestly did not think about, I'm about to be a mother. I was just like, oh, I love this girl. I remember her. Yeah, wait, I think I sent her a friend request on Facebook because I thought she was fine. And I was like, oh, I'm trying to holler at her because I was single in a moment, but she never <laughs> replied. And then I got into another relationship and so on and so forth. And finally in 2019, we kicked it off and we took our time and she would come over to my house on the weekends, you know, mm -hmm. and we would be, we have our dates, but she was in prime mother mode and mm -hmm. I was in like falling in love, like learning what the situation is coming in, meeting Lawrence, seeing what was going on and being like, wait, it slowly started to sink in as COVID <laughs> hit. And then we <laughs> were spending so much time together. And I'm like, what did I just get myself into? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What is this dynamic? <laughs> yes. Yes. Because, okay. So for the listeners who have been under a rock and haven't listened to Brandy's story, <laughs> because I have talked about it so many times, Brandy and Lawrence were best friends. They're both gay and they yes. both just decided to have a baby together and they co-parent the baby, but they're not together, never were yes. together. So no. you not only artificial you, insemination. Yes. That never, <laughs> that there was never any um, baby dancing done. Just, mm -hmm. um, just a little syringe action. But um, yes, <laughs> but not only did you come in kind of as the extra parent, you know, like a step for lack of a better term, I'm going to say step parent. I like bonus. Please say like bonus because I have trauma with step. I hate the word step. I have a, bad, a horrible stepmother, so I never oh. want to be that. I'm a bon bonus mama. You are a bonus, bonus mom. Mama. Yeah, yeah, a bonus <laughs> yes. mom. Not only did you come in yes. as a bonus parent, as a bonus mama, mm -hmm. you're also coming into this interesting dynamic, a very different new traditional family dynamic. So there's yes. a lot of different pieces here. So, so many pieces. Yeah. So talk about that. Like all of a sudden you're like, oh shit. What am I getting mm -hmm. into? Literally. <laughs> well, I was living in Sherman Oaks and they had moved from Altadena to Pasadena to this house that we're actually in. They were in a three bedroom, but I ended up moving in with them during COVID because I had a white cis woman roommate who would say racial slurs all the time, uh -huh. like microaggressions. And, and we were going through the 2020 uprising, re-uprising. <sighs> so it was a very sensitive time. And yeah. she was just, you know, I'm a safe black person. I'm light skin, green eyes. People always think they can come to me. And it's like, but my wife came in and was like, that's racist. 
that's racist. Of Thank course God. she did. So, of course she did. <laughs> I love Brandy so much. I'm like, how did you do that with humor? You know what I mean? I learned. As a white cis woman, I apologize on behalf. <sighs> I apologize to you on behalf of that woman. I appreciate you. I appreciate yes. you doing your work and just being, because I, I always say this is side note, but I'm like, there's people who are a white person and just people who happen to be white, you know, like you seem like <laughs> someone who happens to be white, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, that's my it's goal. A different situation. <laughs> right. That's always my goal. So I ended up moving in with them and woo, it was all of us under one roof mm-hmm. and that was overwhelming. And then I realized like, you know, I'm changing diapers. I'm taking care of the baby. Brandy and I were trying to form a partnership, but it was hard because parenting is hard and all her traumas kicked up. All my traumas kicked up Mm. and we have this man energy that let me tell you, I did not want a baby daddy. I did not want a man. I wanted a sperm donor and me and my wife have a baby. So I didn't plan for this. I got an instant family that I did not plan for. So be careful what you ask for, y'all. Y'all going going to get it. (laughs) (laughs) Because you didn't design this family. Yes. No. Yes. No. So it was challenging. It still is challenging, but not as challenging as it was. But like, whoo, the leveling up, the growth I had to do. Really? So talk about that a little bit. Like, let's dig in. Yeah, girl, listen, listen, listen. And just to say, like, everybody was doing their best, you know, in my part, coming in as the outsider, trying to form a relationship with Brandy when her and Lawrence had this situation that was going on. And I was like, you know, who are you married to here? Like, who are you trying to be with? Because I'm not trying to be a threesome, a threes company situation. (laughs) So it was a lot of boundaries that I had to set down. You know what I'm saying? Because it was two friends had a baby. There were no boundaries. There was no plan. They didn't plan what that would look like when a partner comes in. So it was messy. I got to be honest. It was messy. We did it imperfectly. I led with love until I had to put my foot down and actually almost break up with Brandy because of Lawrence, you know, and the things that were going on there. And that happened. And then luckily Brandy woke up and like started having some more boundaries with our relationship. Like having like as a partner, I need to, we need to come first. Of course, Hartley comes first, mm-hmm. but like we need to be secure in our planning and where we're moving as a family. And of course, Lawrence is our family, but it was very interesting to set those boundaries, you know? Mm. So we had to move separate, separate households finally is when fast forward, I moved out, got my own um, back house, took that year, Brandy would come. And it would be like a little Zen Den, we called it, you know, uh-huh. while we were still planning and, and growing as a couple, growing as a as a co-mom to Hartley. He he started calling me mama at for, in the two months because I was nurturing him, taking care of him. And Hart, Brandy's like, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, I started freaking out. I was like, mama, what do we do, Brandy? And then yeah. she was like, mama blue, mama blue. So he calls me mama blue, you know, and he chooses me. He was like mine. Like he saw me as his person. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm-hmm. How did that feel? I'm so grateful. How did it feel? Overwhelming, honestly. Overwhelming because I come from a lot of childhood trauma and tragedy and I'm breaking generational curses and I don't have nuclear family. God bless my mother, but she is a very sick person emotionally and mentally and has her her story that she birthed me into. And my dad died in 2011 from addiction. So I didn't have any good parenting um, role models to look Mm. at and be like, oh, this is what I do. So I'm literally jumping through the window and it starts with me. How do I do this? Mm. you know, parent. So I had to, I'm teaching him how to breathe, how to meditate, how to do yoga. And I got to be honest, as I'm doing that, my mirroring, seeing me as a little inner child, I had to mourn and neglect all the neglect and abuse and and trauma that I experienced because thank God he'll never go through that. But I was having like um, an out-of-body experience seeing me at that age. And like, I didn't get any of this. So Mm. it's deep parenting. 
Yeah. Especially if you have trauma, I'm sure always, but specifically, I only know my experience, you know? Yeah. So you're working through your trauma while you're dealing with parenting and trying to get, teach him all the right things. And also Mm -hmm. you're coming into this dynamic that's already been set up and trying to Mm -hmm. fit yourself in to an already set up dynamic. So, and I know, I remember when I first interviewed them, they had things set up. They had, they had plans, they had papers, Mm -hmm. They did mm-hmm. all the things that you're, you should yeah. do to make sure that everything is like buttoned up legally and everything is buttoned up with the agreement very with how efficient. it's going to go. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. But even, but like what I'm hearing is even with that, it, it gets really complicated because you're adding new people oh, to yeah. the mix. Because paperwork and planning all that stuff has nothing to do with emotions and personalities and traumas and past moments. And like, then again, bringing in partners, their friends, they weren't going to be alone forever. Right. They never thought about that because they were only thinking they both wanted a baby. That's how they bonded, you know? So the baby came and it's like, that's cool, but this is going to change eventually. And they never thought about that. I asked them both. I'm like, did you not think about what would happen? Because I went through a lot with Lawrence. He was jealous of me. He, I was trying to befriend him. He did not like, he did not want to be my friend. And this is honest and candid and I'm keeping Mm -hmm. it loving because we're good now. But like, we had to go through like therapy and healing and me calling him out and like Mm. him apologizing to me Yeah, because it was his stuff, you know? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I love being a woman. I'm not trying to be, take your place as daddy. You know, like all those things come in the jealousy of, and they're not even intimate and romantic. Right. It was just like human emotions. Yeah. And, but they have an established relationship and established bond. They're raising a child together. Here comes this person. And then you have to refigure everything. And that's like, I say this all the time. And every time I talk to like new parents who are like, I'll talk to queer parents who are like in the process of, of making their families. They don't have the babies yet. Mm. And they have everything so planned out. They have the schedule laid out. They know. (laughs) And I say it all the time. Like you cannot, no matter how much you think this through, you can't plan this shit. And no. especially when you add these different factors that our families have, mm-hmm. we have out-of-the-box mm-hmm. factors that come in. Oh, yeah. So oh, especially yeah. when you add these different factors, there's no way no. you can be, be prepared for this. No, you're going to get bitch slapped every day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, your plan, that's burned. Like, it's, yeah. no, because the baby, depending on the child, like mm. toddlers will be toddlers tantrums and rage and whatever you experience. And it's challenging. It's just challenging. That's the word I can say. <laughs> yeah. And then getting to know the, hu- the, the, the adult people along with this toddler yes. child person is a whole nother yes. ballgame. So right. how did you get through it? You, you mentioned that finally Lawrence moved out, got his own space. Do you think that that was a major turning point in the two of you well, being able to establish... Honestly, it wasn't even about me and him. Brandy and him needed to heal their friendship, you know, and they're still working on that and they can tell their story on that. But mm-hmm. it was more for so for Hartley. Um, Brandy, you know, we had, it's a triplex and we, we were all in the three bedroom. I moved out. They were in the two, three bedroom before. And then Brandy moved out when we had a friend that was living in the two bedroom move out. So we moved over here to the two bedroom and um, Hartley and Lawrence was still in the triplex for uh-huh. a little bit. And he had another, then he moved downtown. So it's like, you know, transition, transition, transition. And so many transitions, so many transitions. And, you know, it's not naturally going to affect Hartley. So we've been having to deal with his appropriate tantrums and, you know, appropriate four-year-old act, acting the way he is, you know, and it's like, 
but the adults, you know what I'm saying? It's like how we handle it and we have to take accountability for our behavior that's affecting him. So mm. it's just, it's, it's, I handle it honestly by praying so much and meditating <laughs> so much. And like, I teach yoga, doing yoga, like breath work, but I gotta be honest. Like sometimes I just have to leave the house because I wasn't set up for this. Like I didn't right. have, I'm the only child. My father had kids. I had no, I didn't have a family, like a big family. It was just my, me and my mom and my Nana. And then my mother's side and father's side, very split, you know? So mm -hmm. this is like just what, like just dumping me into the Antarctica, like just, yeah. just find your way, girl, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're learning to navigate family mm -hmm. as well as being a bonus mom. And this new dynamic of we check all the boxes, all the others. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. When you have all these different other boxes, it makes things a little more layered mm -hmm. and complicated. Yeah. Queer Family Podcast. Love is love. This is Luke, who is your father, the first ever podcast produced by Scribe Media and hosted by triplets separated at birth. We're taking it back to 1985, where two couples began down paths that would converge years later, irrevocably intertwining their families, their futures, and their legacies. Kathleen and Lee Jump lived a modest life in a part of Colorado that you never hear about. Kathleen, who was 35 and almost completely deaf, decided she wanted to be a mom. However, Lee, who was 28 years her senior, had had a vasectomy after raising two children in his previous marriage. Under the circumstances, there was a lot of back and forth about whether they would try for a child or not. But Lee eventually conceded, and they decided to try and get pregnant via sperm donation. The procedure took, and Kathleen was delighted. But that tone would shift when at seven months pregnant, her doctor concluded that she'd made a mistake and that Kathleen was having not one, but three baby girls, triplets. Meanwhile, Ken and Tina were struggling to have a baby of their own. Their adoption agency asked them if they would be willing to take on twins. There was a couple not an hour down the road that was pregnant with triplets and couldn't financially support all three children. They were overjoyed and ready for the challenge. The triplets were separated at birth and raised in two drastically different households. They would be reunited 11 years later with only one mystery lingering. Who was their biological father? This season, join us, Jules, Kenny, and Ricky, as we tell the story of our separate lives coming together. We'll walk you through what it's like to find out that your parents have been keeping a huge secret what it feels like to meet someone who you've only just recently learned about and yet shared a womb with, and the struggle to navigate what it means to be a sister and a friend. We'll share our experiences with heartache and loss, family drama, triplet shenanigans, and of course, the hunt for our sperm donor. Queer Family Podcast. I can see how it's difficult. I can see how it's tough and how you're having to work through all the transitions and, and figure things out as you go. What are some of the good things of mm -hmm. being bonus mama? Oh man, there's so many good things. So many blessings. First of all, just being able to see the beautiful impact I have on Hartley, like his, his pausing, his tree hugging, his even having my <laughs> swagger, like just rapping and dance, like seeing him stand like me, but he has more emotional intelligence than half the adults I know. And I have a huge part in that. 
That brings Mm -hmm. me so much joy and how I've affected his parents because of me and my boundaries and coming in here, declaring and demanding ways I will not live in in, in just my values in life. My wife is incredible. She's, and so is Lawrence. I'm not trying to diss anybody, but she, she grows and they both just grow. So I've affected them. I've helped Hartley by helping his parents. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like just Mm -hmm. being a positive influence Mm -hmm. and we get to be a family. Having our own family is is a dream, you know, having my wife and us navigating these, these waters together, you know, learning together. It's just a beautiful experience that, you know, I hope that, you know, I pray we just do our best and it lasts forever, you know? Yeah, me too. And you did allude to the fact that you weren't ever going to have a known donor. You were going to have a sperm donor baby. So did you want kids before? Yeah, I did. I was never like, oh my God, I have to have a kid because I was like, I have to get out of Boston. I have to save my life. I have to in New York. And music was my life for years. Mm -hmm. And I always saw in my mind that I would have a wife and we would get a baby. I didn't know how it would happen. (laughs) That's it. So be careful what you ask for. There you go. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) You got that. You definitely got that. Is there talk of more babies at all? Right now, no. I mean, it's something that we want to really be able to expand, you know, financially. Like we have, we want to travel. Hartley is mm-hmm. want him to grow up and then, you know, get out of this toddler phase. And then we can have like a respite and a reprieve. I don't want to in- immediately go back to that stage, but I, I do want to adopt a little girl. Like I would love to, and I'm not sure how old she will be, um, but not for a few years. Like we're going to say we're settling in and really sitting in becoming a family, Brandy and Hartley and I as a unit, while we have Lawrence obviously in our family, but creating our unit now that, you know, we've been living together for a year. So it might not be seem like that's new, but we're still finding the flow. It's still new. It's definitely new. It's still so new. That's what I'm saying. That's what I say to Brandy all the time. She's like, no, it's not. I'm like, girl, for me, it is still new, honey. It is new. It's new. And you just got married. I mean, you just got, you got married in San Francisco, my hometown. Yeah, in August, August 25th. Yeah, you just got married. So Just got married. You know, you're taking um, big, big ass steps, but it takes time. It takes a lot of time. You said it when you try to write these things out and be like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen, which very much so is Brandy as a Virgo. And I am surrendered. I've been surrendered to life because of the things that have happened to me. I, Mm -hmm. I turn it over and know I I can't control everything. Mm-hmm. And my wife is the opposite. <laughs> so we're the perfect yin and yang because mm-hmm. I'm flowy. And she's like, no, we got to do like this. And I'm like, okay, baby, sure. I'm right. not fighting it. Like, you know, and then she's, it's just interesting, but it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's a good partnership. It's a good yin, yin and yang. Yin and yang. Yes. As you say. Yin but and like, yang. Yeah. I, I'm not as in tune with the spiritual as you. So I'd say yin and yang. Yeah. I'm going to try to say it like, <laughs> I'm going to try to say it like you. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Was there anything else you wanted to say about family and dynamic? I mean, for anybody out there just trying to start a family, you know, queer family. I love, first of all, I love the name change, Queer Family Podcast. Thank I you. vibe with that so much because I'm Thank like, you. it's just important. Um, you know, I was like, healing your stuff is so important and mm. doing the work to be emotionally intelligent is so important. And what does that mean? You know, look and go on a journey to figure that out because as a queer dynamic in America, you know, in any country probably, but specifically here, like we're set up for a lot of challenges and I have to be prepared to to help my wife process, help my son process, help baby daddy process. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, keep myself sane. So like that mental health, mental wealth, mental health, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is so important. 
<laughs> yeah, I feel like, and I feel like you're of a, a younger generation than me. Not that much younger, but we're a different, I'm pretty sure we're a different de- generation. I'm yeah. of the generation that I don't even know what my generation is called. And okay. you're, and you're like, Jen, what are you, Jen? Millennial, but like, I'm you're millennial. I think I'm Jen. Um, X or is yeah. it Gen X? That's Gen before X. millennial? Yes, I'm Gen you ain't, X. you're not a baby boomer. Baby no, was even before. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. I was, I'm 77. I was born in 77. I'm 77. Oh, yeah, Gen X. You're Gen I'm X. I'm Gen X. Um, and I feel like it's your generation, you millennials and younger, who are mm-hmm. all about this self-care and the boundaries, and we don't oh, do yeah. that in Gen X mm-hmm. as much. We are not, we are not that way. Um, yeah, that's real. And so every time I talk to one of you millennials and younger, <laughs> I'm always shocked at the amount of self-work you're doing on yourselves. Yeah. I mean, it's a privilege, right? Well, yeah. And and you have to take the time. And I'm of the generation of, no, 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 you got to do the work first. You got to get your work done. Then you can mm-hmm. maybe take mm-hmm. time for you. Maybe, maybe. But you come last. Mm-hmm. You come yeah. last, right? And I think that there's a balance there. We got to find it. Oh, my God. You got to fill up my cup. Like, I got to give. Like, it's not always manageable. Obviously, I have to give from an empty cup a lot in a family, which I'm learning. Because mm. I'm like, no, I need to fill my cup up first and then I can give you from the overflow, right? But that's cool for a single person, but I'm learning in family, but I still need to take my time. I need to go outside more. It's like, it's just, it's important. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's, the, especially the younger, this new generation that's coming in, they're like activists. Me, yeah. I'm just like, it's just kind of my soul that I've been born into this like spiritual realm. Like I just been about spirit my whole life, thank God. And not, not with spirituality, not religious. And I know, I have to pause and connect to the universe because otherwise I'm just running a rat race. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, that's why I left New York. I mean, I didn't know that when I left, but I, when I got to LA, I realized I moved here to save my life, not even just for my career. I need to slow the hell down. My nervous system was shot. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, wise words, wise words to live by. I think we could all learn, take, take those words in and, and, and do that. Yeah. I get it. I get what you're saying. It's a rat race. And when you add kids to the picture, if you Ooh. if you're not taking care of yourself, you just man, and it's hard. It's hard because the mm-hmm. time, you know, you have one kid, it's a certain way. You add more kids, forget it. Like it's just insane. Life gets crazy. Impossible. Life yeah. gets crazy, but that's parenting, right? And being entrepreneurs, like adding the building businesses, that. building Oof. empires and trying to have what this are we impact doing? in the Blue. world. What, what are we, are we doing? doing? <laughs> We're doing too much. <laughs> the struggle is real, yo. The struggle is real. But that's why we need community. You know, we need community. We have to help each other. And that's why we have to tell our stories. And that's why I'm so glad yes. you're here talking about being bonus mom and the challenges yeah. that come with it. Listen, I think the bottom line that I'm taking away from your story right now is parenting is fucking hard. That's a definite. And, <laughs> you know, when you add all these different elements to family, like many of our families are, mm-hmm. it adds- To queer complex- families. Yes, queer families. All of, the, the, there are complexities and it adds layers, which forces us to do more work on ourselves. Yes. And on yes. our families. And that's why we are better than the straight families. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah honey. we are. And they we are intentional. <laughs> we are intentional, intentional, intentional. From the moment we start planning our families, yeah, 
There's we no slip-ups. So, yeah. There are no, there's no accidents. There's no, no accidental accidents. pregnancies. Uh-uh. No. I mean, very right. few. Like every once in a while, I, I, I hear someone oh, like, yeah. who did yeah. it the old-fashioned way, and it's like, wow, look at yeah. you. But no. Yeah, we're just really freaking intentional families, and I'm just always in awe, and I'm in awe of you, and I'm in awe of the way y'all are putting your family together and putting your family first and putting Hartley first, and I think it's just yeah. beautiful. Thank gorgeous. you for that. I'm really grateful for them and and the planning they did, you know, and it's interesting because I have the instant mom, instant bonus mom experience. Yeah. And, you know, they had years of planning and I say that to Brandy, she gets so mad about it. I'm like, this is just the truth. <laughs> it's still hard. You know, it doesn't matter if they plan it or not. It's still hard. And I'm like, mm. we have a, so as the birth mom and instant mom, it's two different experiences and yeah. I can only have compassion for her and hope she has compassion for me. But we always come back to love and the love is there and the respect is there and the compromise is there and we're working on the communication. <laughs> you know what I'm that's saying? A, that's always a work in progress. That is constant. Yeah. Woo, yeah. That is constant. Woo. I know. I just had a I just had a moment with my wife last night where we got we were talking about something. It got a little heated, something with mm-hmm. planning for the kids. You know, that's when it always mm-hmm. happens. And one of us said, can we not talk about this right now? And the other one said, fine, we don't have to talk about this right now. Like, we're going to put it down. We'll, we'll deal with yeah. it when we're not heated. And then one of us went, but blah, 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 blah. And then the other one, you just said we weren't going to talk about it. If you want to keep going, I have more things to say. And we were good enough. The, the next person said, I'm not saying who said what. The next person yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Yeah. The next person said, all right, you're right. You're right. I did say that. I'm done. I said. And then the next person said. Me too. And we left it at that. Mm-hmm. And we'll revisit it. Good but, for yeah. y'all. Oh, it's hard. Com- communication it is. is, is, is it is. Ooh, it gets hard. Me and Brandy just had that moment. And honey, it wasn't as graceful because <laughs> she wanted to stop. And I'm like, but da-da-da-da-da. She's like, stop. I'm like, but da-da-da-da. It took about four or five times. So I was like, sorry, fine. So I was like, yeah. It was, it's been an intense four days, five days, two weeks. Oh. <sighs> It's hard. Two months. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> but there's one thing I know for sure. I know that you will do your best to work through it with each other and yes, intentionally create the space that works. And that's yeah, that's the beauty of it. And I really yeah appreciate you coming and sharing. And I love you. Yeah. And I, and I, I Aww, can't wait to actually. Back. I can't wait to actually meet up in person. One of these days, it's going to happen. I, I hope so. Come to okay. Cali. Oh my yeah. god! I want to. I always go. I always have to go to San Francisco though, because that's where my family is. And I never well, we get can to meet go. you there because that's where Brandy's family is. So I we know. Can, we love San Fran. Yeah. yeah. So we'll do a little meeting. Where can everybody find you and and all the wonderful, amazing things you're doing and yeah, the things you offer. Tell tell the people where where to find you. Well, um, I am B L U N Y L E World on all the socials and dot com. And I have a new book out called Trauma Thriver. It is the mess to the message poems that I had wrote and I wanted people to share. I want to share my experience to help someone that went through, that it's possibly going through what I went through because I haven't been always this healed teacher. You know, I'm a student Mm -hmm. for life, but I am, I've mastered so much. So I put this out as an offering. It's out there and it's powerful. And I have a new, I also have a Thrive um, Poetry Affirmations for Transformations on iTunes. My stuff's everywhere. I got music out. I got podcasts, revolutionary anecdotes. I'm doing the thing. You know what I'm saying? You do the thing. Just, You're just doing, doing the it. thing. And it's important <laughs> because representation, I don't have to tell you, representation yes. matters so much. Yes. And that's why we have to tell our stories. And I'm I'm happy that you're out there telling your story of trauma and 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 you're helping heal. 
that yes. makes a huge difference in the world. So I'm glad yeah. to you. I want to help people thrive, you know, go from yes. survivor, you know, victim survivor to thriver. And I vacillate from survival to thriving. And I just want to share and empower others to thrive more and not just be in survival, especially don't be in victim because that's just, mm-hmm. oh, we got to get out of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Clear the mm-hmm. air. Let Clear it go. Air. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I love it. Well, everybody go follow Blue um, yeah. and listen to Blue's podcast and get that book and, yeah. and do all the things because this is a good human right here. And I'm so glad that I got to talk to you. Ditto, ditto, ditto. Thank you for your work and thank you for the inclusivity and the just representation of a positive, you know, um, white cis, no, not cis, but white person, you know? Yeah. I appreciate yeah, well- you. Yay. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I appreciate you. Thank you for saying that. That's kind. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. of course. We're here for each other. We need each other, man. Let's Mm -hmm. do it. Let's grow. Yes. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Queer Family Podcast. Love is love. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Queer Family Podcast. And if you really did like what you heard, feel free to rate, review, subscribe us wherever you get your podcasts. All of those things make such a huge difference in getting this little show out to an even bigger audience. So please feel free to do that. And make sure you're following us on all the socials. We are on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at The Queer Family Podcast. And remember, on YouTube is where you're going to get those video episodes. This particular episode is in video form right now on our YouTube channel. So if you're interested in watching that, go do that. And if you really, 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 really like what you're hearing, please think about supporting us on Patreon. I have various tiers in my Patreon memberships that start at just two bucks a month and you can pay for the whole year up front. Um, And you're going to get bonus content there and video episodes dropped a day early which is exciting. So you're going to go to patreon.com slash the queer family podcast and find your tier and join. You can also get some merchandise in our merchandise store and support the show and also just show your pride for our families. You're going to find that at T public and you're going to search for the queer family podcast. You can also find it on our website at the queer and you can find it on our Instagram link in bio at T Public, Find us there. Find our merch. Find all that merchandise. And um, I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you tune in next week. Or you know what? Better yet, just click on the next. If you're watching the video, click on the next video right now. You might as well just watch Queer Families all day long. What else do you have to do? Nothing, obviously. Let's, let's do this. All right. Thank you so much. I will see you next time. Mwah. I love y'all. Love is love is love on the Queer Family Podcast. Love is love.